With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking end zone wide open. Touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson. And it goes to Corey Davis. Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slips a tackle. And there he goes. Crowder. It's a foot race. And Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know who that's? From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time to get to know your foe, week two edition. And the Jets are at home for their home opener against the New England Patriots. So we bring in our friend who covers the Patriots for SI and Locked On Patriots, Mike Debate. Mike, thanks for coming back on the show, brother. Oh, anytime, Scott. Always my honor. Always my pleasure to join you. Let's talk a little bit about Mac Jones, because the first thing that anyone wants to talk about with the Jets is Zach Wilson. So I'd assume at this point, the first thing anybody wants to talk about with the Patriots is Mac Jones. Now, the Patriots lost the game 17-16 to the Dolphins, and we'll get into why a little bit later when we touch on what the Jets have to worry about here. But the first thing to consider is Mac Jones, who I thought played really well on Sunday, especially for a kid making his first start. I'd been telling people I watched the preseason games and I've been keeping close tabs on him at training camp. He was better than Cam Newton and I thought he was ready to go. And he proved me right on Sunday. Very solid first game for Mac. Yeah, without any question. And, uh, you know, Mac is the talk of the town up here in New England and rightfully so. His stat line on Sunday, Scott, is not going to leap off the page. 281 yards passing, 29 for 39, one touchdown. But the rookie turned in a solid performance. It's his debut in his home stadium, uh, save for a little snafu on the first snap, which got by him. And, you know, that's definite jitters and nerves. Uh, Max settled right down. He proved that he can be the leader and a competent leader of this offense. What impressed me most about him was him being able to complete passes under pressure, 14 of 19 under pressure on Sunday. For any quarterback, those are good numbers. For a rookie quarterback, that's phenomenal. And he continues to impress his coaches, his teammates with his poise, his leadership. 
um, even in tough moments in the game, and I'm sure we're going to get into those in a little bit, uh, Mac was right there with his teammates, motivating them, keeping them focused, uh, keeping them, uh, you know, um, positive in terms of, uh, you know, their chances to win this game. Those are intangibles that you can't coach, and those are intangibles that are just inborn within a player. Mac has it. Maybe he takes himself a little too seriously at times, but, uh, you know, another quarterback up here in New England did the same thing and had very good uh, <laughs> results for a good number of years. So I'm not comparing the two, no question about it, but there are those intangibles that exist within Mac Jones as a lot of people up here in New England excited for him. Mike, you'd have to say Mac Jones, for as well as he played, was certainly helped by the offensive line. They dominated in the trenches, not just giving Mac Jones time to throw for a significant portion of the day, but also opening up holes for Damian Harris, who had 100 yards rushing. Yeah, Damian actually ran the ball very, very well on Sunday. He had a couple of catches out of the backfield, but most of all, he is proving that he can be that solid runner up front and be the Patriots' feature back, whether he's running for power or whether he's running for finesse. Now, he did have a glaring mistake in one of the more prominent moments of the game, the closing moments of the fourth quarter. Patriots knocking on the door, trying to get themselves back into the game and even move ahead with a touchdown. Damian Harris, unfortunately, had the ball knocked loose by Miami corner Xavier Howard. Howard made a great play on the ball, but you still need to protect in that situation. We talked to running backs coach Ivan Fears of the Patriots uh, earlier on Tuesday, and he basically reiterated that fact. You cannot give the game away, and he feels like that's exactly what happened. So Damian's going to work on that. I don't think he's in any jeopardy of you know being demoted or anything like that. His prowess speaks for itself, but you can bet he's going to be harder on himself than anyone else when it comes to that, and they'll work on that a lot this week. One thing that I noticed with Mac Jones is that he had really strong decision-making, but also spread the ball around. Nelson Aguilar, five catches for 72 yards. James White out of the backfield, six catches, 49 yards. Jacoby Myers, six catches, 44 yards. Jonu Smith, five catches, 42 yards. Hunter Henry, three catches, 31 yards. He got everybody involved. So I would imagine a formula like that is what they're going to employ against the Jets. Use the offensive line to grind in the running game. Use them to keep Mac Jones upright. And then have Mac Jones make those quick decisions and spread the ball around. Absolutely. And that's exactly what the Patriots will do. And if they do struggle, it'll be because they're not doing that. And that's exactly what happened on Sunday. When you look at some of the examples of struggles that Mac Jones had, it was when the offensive line did not give him the time to be able to make the throws he needed to make. He was under pressure a lot. Uh, he got hit a lot. We heard David Andrews earlier this week say that he did not appreciate the fact that Mac Jones was down on the turf as much as he was. And he got hit as much as he did in his debut something that I know the offensive line is going to want to correct. One of the big reasons why Trent Brown out of the lineup uh, left the game early in the first quarter of Sunday's action uh, was back on the sidelines, had his right calf heavily bandaged. Did get some good news earlier this week on that though. Uh, Adam Schefter reporting that um, Trent is likely uh, to be day-to-day. Uh, -day. There's a hope that he'll be able to go this Sunday against the Jets, but we're still waiting for word on that. But he apparently has avoided any type of serious injury. But when he was out, the Patriots turned to backup right tackle Justin Heron, who was routinely beat by members of the Miami front seven. And when Mack was in trouble, it did allow him some difficulties. So if the Patriots offensive line can shore that up and Mack does have that time, you see what he's able to do, Scott. You mentioned spreading the ball around. 
that's what this Patriots offense does so well when it's clicking on all cylinders. Vertical routes based on quick, accurate throws that reach their targets on time and where only the receiver can get them. Mac had a few of those moments on Sunday, and the Patriots want to look to maximize those. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Mike, when you think of Bill Belichick, when you think of Josh McDaniels, you think of well-oiled machine. You don't expect mental mistakes. You don't expect the kind of mistakes that would have plagued an Adam Gase team. But we did see some of that with the Patriots on Sunday. A lot of errors in key moments, penalties, turnovers. I don't expect that to happen again against the Jets because Bill Belichick traditionally has been somebody when if there's mistakes like that, he's going to get in there and make sure that it's nailed down for the second week. But that was something that Miami took advantage of. I would say that's probably one of the biggest reasons that they won the game. If it happens again against the Jets, maybe they'll be able to capitalize. But knowing Belichick and McDaniels, I would imagine that will be a very heavy theme in practice this week. No turnovers, no costly penalties. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots are going to have to shore that up. There's no question about it, Scott. If they come in and start making some of these same mistakes, the Jets proved on Sunday that they can hang with any team. They're not someone that's going to simply just, you know, you can get away with those mistakes. Uh, they're, they're proven that they can definitely hang. So if the Patriots do make those again, the Jets will capitalize. And no one knows that better than Bill Belichick and his coaching staff on both sides of the ball, particularly on offense. The running backs lost two key fumbles talked about the one that Damian Harris fumbled in the closing minutes of the fourth quarter essentially costing the Patriots the game I mean it's tough to put the uh, outcome of uh, of one play on the outcome of the game but if the Patriots make it and they look like they were sincerely driving toward the end zone at that point uh, you can make the argument that that out that game has a different outcome uh, early in the first quarter uh, setting the tone Ramondre Stevenson the rookie running back who had a great preseason trying to head for the end zone coughs it up Dolphins recover they get the ball back and they march down 10 plays 80 yards and they're able to uh, to get into the end zone that automatically can give you difficulty right off the bat so the Patriots have to shore that up and key penalties uh, Isaiah Wynn had a very uh, you know bad penalty a 10-yard uh, penalty a holding penalty that backed the Patriots up forced them into a field goal instead of what could have been a touchdown uh, those moments can, simply can't happen if you want to win that's not the formula for success and New England knows it Mike, New England dominated in the trenches defensively, absolutely dominated. The Dolphins could not run the ball whatsoever in this game. They held them in check. The Jets had a ton of trouble running the ball on Sunday in the opener against Carolina. So this is a matchup that I would think, at least on paper, would absolutely favor the Patriots in a big way. Do you expect Belichick to try and take the running game away from Zach Wilson and force the rookie to try and beat him with his arm? Yeah, I would say so, especially knowing Bill Belichick's penchant for trying to confuse young quarterbacks. I'm probably not telling you anything you don't already know, Scott. You've seen him do it against the Jets on a number of occasions, whether it be Mark Sanchez back in the day or whether it be um, you know, Sam Darnold seeing ghosts and things of that nature. Bill Belichick has the ability to formulate schemes and exotic looks that rookie quarterbacks just aren't used to seeing. 
Zach Wilson is very capable of being able to run this offense, even against the Patriots defense. So I don't think Zach's going to be caught off guard with that deer in the headlights type of uh, mentality that some of his predecessors have had. I think he's better suited for it. But at the same time, you also have to be weary of the fact that the Patriots run defense has been much improved. They now have a dedicated presence in the middle of that defensive line. Devon Godchow now is alongside guys like Lawrence Guy, who's the incumbent on that uh, uh, that defensive line. Christian Barmore, the rookie uh, uh, defensive tackle, uh, saw 26 snaps on Sunday, and he was someone that got a lot of solid pushes at the line. I look for his presence to be a little bit more increased. And Henry Anderson, a guy that you guys know very well down in New York, a very good, a good defender against the run. He can also you know, tip his hair back and then get after the passer as well. So these are going to be things that the Patriots are going to focus on on Sunday against the Jets, and they're going to try to take away that run. Put the ball in the rookie's hands, see what he can do. Zach's got a lot of weapons around him, so the Patriots are going to have to be careful with that. But I think that Bill Belichick will do that more often than not. As soon as you said the name Henry Anderson, I reflexively cringed. So that's my reaction anytime <laughs> I hear his name now. I want to ask you about what you expect the Patriots to do in terms of trying to get to Zach Wilson because obviously Wilson was under duress all day. The Jets' offensive line did a really poor job. Makai Becton ended up getting injured. He wasn't playing very well even before he came out of the game. So everybody is going to assume that teams from here on out, until the Jets are able to stop them from doing it, are going to be attacking the quarterback fairly aggressively. What do you see the Patriots trying to do here, not just to confuse Zach Wilson, but also to put him on his butt early and often? Well, the Patriots have the horses to be able to do it this year. Whatever confusion they could have lent last year uh, with some of the veterans that they had, like Juwan Bentley and guys up front like Lawrence Guy, Adam Butler, that were pretty good at showing looks and disguising their schemes. The Patriots now have the linebackers and the defensive edge rushers to be able to get after the passer. So if they're going to try to confuse him at the line, that puts guys like Kyle Van Noy, Matt Judon on the attack. They can come up the middle. They can get to the quarterback. Their athleticism is excellent. And with the difficulties that the Jets have had in pass protection, um, the Patriots right now are licking their chops trying to think about ways that they're going to be able to utilize that and knock the quarterback down. So if I'm the Patriots, heavy dosage and heavy packages that include Matt Judon, that include Kyle Van Noy, um, and also get Dante Hightower in the middle of that defense – Having him being able to direct traffic and tell everybody in the front seven and even in the secondary where they need to be is so important for the Patriots to be able to do that. And also, don't discount Adrian Phillips at the safety position moving up playing a little bit of a hybrid pass rush and getting into that hybrid linebacker role. He did that on three separate occasions against the Dolphins this Sunday, and it had great uh, you know, effect each time. So Patriots are going to show different looks, but uh, they're definitely going to have the uh, personnel to be able to get after the quarterback. Jets have to be ready for it because the Patriots are going to employ it. Mike, what about the pass defense? Before we started recording, I was telling you how happy I was that Stephon Gilmore is not going to be in this game. And as you told me, the Dolphins were very happy about that as well. I don't want him to be injured, but I am glad that he's not playing because he's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. At one point, I would have said he's number one. You could still make a case for him, but either way, 
If you're an opposing offense, you do not want to see Stephon Gilmore. So big break for the Jets and any other team that the Patriots are playing early on in the season. What does that secondary look like without Stephon Gilmore? And how do you anticipate them trying to defend Zach Wilson throwing the ball and the weapons that he's got on offense, especially now that Jamison Crowder is going to be back and Keelan Cole back as well? Absolutely. And if this is where the Jets are going to be able to attack the Patriots, that's their weak spot. And that's where they're going to have to look uh, for any type of major gain and try to attack that secondary. Because beyond J.C. Jackson right now, Scott, it is very thin. We saw that on Sunday. Jalen Mills can come up, make plays. There were times where he looked like he was very adept at being able to cover. Had a beautiful pass break up toward the end zone of a Tua Tagovailoa pass that really could have ended up being a touchdown. Mills looked solid there, but then there were times where he looked like he was a step or two behind his defense, his uh, his intended target. And that's something that he has to work on. Jawan Williams, the former second rounder out of Vanderbilt, is someone the Patriots hoped could be a big bodied corner, that thumper type corner that can come in and be physical with his receivers. Uh, he looked at least one or two steps behind for most of the day and really didn't get going the way he needed to. Sean Wade was inactive for this game. He's the newly acquired rookie that they brought over from Baltimore. I look for Sean to be active in this game. And the reason that I say that is because I think the Patriots are going to need all hands on deck to control some of the weapons that uh, that Zach Wilson is going to you know be looking to employ. You know, you mentioned Cole. You mentioned obviously Corey Davis had a huge game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, on uh, on Sunday, he's going to be someone that's going to give the Patriots fits. Uh, Elijah Moore in the slot. Jonathan Jones is very good at being able to cover in the slot, but if Jones has to compensate for a lack of depth at outside corner and has to help out, which we saw him do on Sunday as well, that's an area that the Jets can exploit, and they're very good at doing that. So. Patriots have to be ready for that, and that really, to me, is my biggest concern heading into this game for New England. You mentioned Corey Davis. That is going to be a big one because, as you said, big game for him. Five catches, 97 yards against the Carolina Panthers week one. Two touchdowns proved to be Zach Wilson's security blanket. And even though it's different personnel now, we know Corey Davis has a history of having big games against the New England Patriots. So that'll be an interesting one to watch. Mike, anything else that we should be keeping an eye on in terms of what the Patriots are going to try to do against the Jets on Sunday that we haven't discussed yet? If I'm the Jets, I'm keeping a sharp eye on the 12-man personnel. The Patriots lined up in 12-man personnel 70 snaps on Sunday. So they're looking to utilize their two new shiny toys at tight end, Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. They weren't targeted as much as the wide receivers. Not a whole lot of production. Eight catches for just a little over 70 yards. But... There were flashes of times where these guys went out and you saw Hunter Henry shake loose and get a lane where he got uh, you know a little bit of coverage and it left John o. Smith open. This is something that Robert Sala and, of course, the, uh, the Jets' defensive brain trust should definitely watch. So if I'm the Jets right now, I'm keeping an eye on when the Patriots line up in 12-man because that's a pretty good indication they're going to want to get these guys involved. I don't think Josh McDaniels wanted to tip his hand too much in a game against the Dolphins, wanted to get the wideouts involved, and it's the easiest way to break in someone like a, uh, a Mac Jones, kind of with the training wheels on the offense at that point. Eventually, they're going to have to take those off, and if they do it, they're going to start utilizing those two tight end sets that we know the Patriots have been dying to employ since they brought these two guys in. 
Mike, after everything we've just talked about throughout the course of this podcast and knowing what you know about the Patriots and the Jets so far this season, their rosters, the coaching staff, the strategy involved for both teams, how do you expect this to play out on Sunday? I think this is going to be a closer game than people think. I really do. I think these are two teams that are a little more evenly matched than maybe the fan bases want to admit. Uh, but uh, I'm impressed by what I see in New York. Again, I've gone on record by saying I don't think that it's going to be a playoff run in New York this year. You can maybe say the same thing about New England. I think that defense will carry them at least into the mix, if not a spot, but at least in contention for it. But these two teams are going to play each other very tight. I look for the Patriots to have the edge in this for the reason that you said, Scott. I think the offensive line having difficulty protecting Zach Wilson, a young rookie quarterback, is something that is causing Bill Belichick to take a look at this game and say, okay, we know what we want to do and we have the chess pieces to put in place to make it happen. Because of that, I like the Patriots slightly in this one, but again, I'm looking for a good competitive game on Sunday. You want to give me a final score prediction? Sure, I'll give you a final score prediction. 24-17 New England. There you go, 24-17 New England. So says Mike DeBate, the host of Locked On Patriots and the man who runs the New England Patriots coverage for Sports Illustrated. Mike, pleasure as always, sir. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. Really appreciate it. For everybody that wants to check out your stuff so they can get even more in-depth on what's going on with the Patriots leading up to the game on Sunday between the Patriots and Jets at MetLife Stadium, as we say, know your foe, and there's no better way to know your foe than to not only listen to this podcast, but read in-depth what Mike has been covering over at SI and listen to him on Locked On Patriots. Tell everybody how they can follow you on social media and how they can check out all that. Well, Scott, first of all, thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. Uh, you know, we love to do this twice a year because we get a chance to see these teams. And uh, the Jets games are always fun up here in New England. And I know they will be down in uh, the Meadowlands on Sunday. You can follow me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. You can follow all of my written work at Patriot Maven of Sports Illustrated. And, of course, each and every day on the Locked On Patriots podcast, free and available for download on any medium uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure that you're listening to Locked On Patriots, at least this week, so that you get an idea of what the Jets are up against. And check out all of Mike's written work over at SI. Follow him on Twitter as well. And check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Luke Grant has been putting up some fantastic videos, film reviews of Zach Wilson, Elijah Vera Tucker, so much more. Check them out. They're short. They're crisp. They're easy to digest. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't done it already and watch all the videos and give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com.